anything with Hidden Valley in the title. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to My Dumb Friends. Tell me you recorded that? Come on. <laughs> you know her from uh, uh, Chelsea Lately, from the Annie Letterman and Julian McCullough show. Oh, the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> that, <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. It's the thing no one knows about. I'm trying to keep a secret. And Adam Devine's house party. She's hilarious. She's my former roommate, Annie Letterman. Oh, my God. Can you believe Yay. that? Is that one of my credits that I'm your roommate? <laughs> <laughs> that I was your roommate? That's why the show got canceled is because you were my roommate. Um, did you use this microphone, too? Because it smells disgusting. No, no one used that today. It's David so Gabari used the other one. Who's David Gabari? Gabari. Fuck, I fuck his name up every well, time. Well, I don't know. That wasn't why I didn't know who he was. Literally, his Twitter is the G is silent, Dan. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Sean Donnelly and Tom Lewis are here. What's up, guys? Me and yeah. Annie have a lot of history. We've been trying to get her on the show for a long time. And I've refused. Did she refuse? Yeah, why did you refuse? That's how horrible her career <laughs> well, is going. This is how this is how Dan asked you to do like, oh, can you do something to Saturday? And it's like Friday. And you're like, no, Dan, I can't. I can't do it the next day, you fucking asshole. <laughs> what are you doing the next day? Well, it's not it's it's because we we, pl we don't plan properly. It's not like anything <laughs> Sean, on you. I'm not blaming you. Oh. For anything, well, you first are off, just an amazing. Sean is way worse than I am but as you, far as this podcast. But planning. next to standing next to Dan Saint Germain really is a good place to be. <laughs> I mean, like, you get to shine. <laughs> oh, you're just upset. I have bigger tits than you. I'm actually really proud of you. You look really clean. You Thank look you. Showered. And... I'm, I switched to Pantene Pro V. All right, it is luscious hair, luscious, luscious hair, locks, all over his neck and back. <laughs> Um, and your shirt looks washed. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I can't bat a thousand. It's wrinkled, but it looks clean. Well, thank you. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Annie. He's employed. You're fucking, you know, everything's good. Everything's great. Annie, how are you? You got a, you, how's things with the boyfriend? He's so sweet. Isn't he a delight? I don't know what he sees in you. <laughs> no, he works at he. Well, I met him when he was running sound at the Hollywood Improv, and now he is running their podcast, and also is. I guess he's doing editing for them now. He's, oh, I think I met him. He's What's a really name? sweet guy. His name is Ben. He's really sweet. His, I call him dead oh, I dad met him. Guy. Ben's a nice guy. Yeah, he's really sweet. She's like, she's using him like the stump in the Giving Tree. <laughs> just getting worse and worse every day. His soul forces. He's just... happy every day. I can't believe it. He still loves me. Does he know what like an ice girlfriend is? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> well, his dad died when he was nine months old. So oh, nice there we go. Nice. He's nice and damaged. Yep. That's right. That's how I like him. <laughs> but one year for Christmas, I got him a dad figurine. Oh, my God. And I got my little niece to, like, bring it over to him. And she's like, here, Ben. And he opened it, and she's like, it's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's in my phone as dead dad guy since the day I met him. Since the day I met him. Dead dad guy. Yeah, we met at the improv. I had done a show. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah, I knew you were into me because you showed me your tits. And I was like, oh, I've shown everyone my tits. <laughs> I was like, also, when did that I show you? I was anything. obviously, like, flashing the room and, like, maybe made eye contact with him. <laughs> Uh, obviously not from stage. I'm not a monster. But uh, and then we were like walking to our cars together, and then we sat in the Hollywood Improv parking lot next to some dog pee smell for yeah. a couple hours. But he's from New Jersey, so he's white trash like me. Yeah. The dead dad thing really got me. I mean, he really did. Was... He, did he use that? Oh yeah, right away. Well, how does how do you use the dead dad? I mean, thing? well, I'm always you know I'm like obsessed with my dad, so I probably brought my dad up, and he was right. Like, oh, cool for bringing that up. I'm my just surprised dead. he was able to get in a word in Edgewise hanging out with you. He talks a lot. <laughs> 
He really does. So did he start crying about his dead dad? Like, what happened? No, he well, he's nine months old when he died. So yeah, it's like, so it's like, he's whatever. just sort of it's just like this weird thing that he never got that everyone else in the world got. <laughs> it is awkward when you see like we went and saw the movie Chef. Yeah, remember that movie? Yeah, and I just, remember that It movie. turned out yeah, to be bad movie. It's yeah. not that good movie. But you didn't know that it was a dad there is movie. No, there is no crisis in that movie. There's no. I don't know what the plot is of that fucking movie. The plot is that he like had a baby with Sophia Vergara. The plot is John Favreau for some reason thinks he's the most fuckable guy on the planet. I mean, Dan, like, that you is know... exactly how you are, Dan. <laughs> Dan once referred to himself as unconventionally handsome. I'm I like, am. What? No. Yeah, he says that and all the time. But what universe are you even that? I I've, I've had some I've I mean like you know experience begs to differ, Miss Letterman. Do you think that no? Because you pressure women, you wear them down. <laughs> they see you sweating and panicking, and they're like, I, "Oh, let's just put this guy." It's like shooting a dog. <laughs> like, let's just take him out back and fuck him until he makes me cry in the woods. <laughs> Till his soul can rest, <laughs> so he can just have some peace. <laughs> So, so she good. fucks me. They fuck me like they're the old lady in Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> they probably look like that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're just pissed off because I did when I first met you. I wait. Sean was it? No, it was Jared Logan. It was Jared Logan. Okay, so let me tell this story. Actually, this is my side of the story. <laughs> I came into the New York comedy scene naive, not realizing that that they're just gonna pounce you if you're a girl. <laughs> like they're just gonna all just attack. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'm funny. They think I'm funny. They want to hang out. <laughs> so guys would be like, do you want to write together? And I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. So Dan's like, oh, you want to get coffee and write together? And I was like, uh, yeah, I can do that in between AA meetings and yoga, I think, was my life at that point, or waitressing. And so we, like, met at a Starbucks and, like, talked about jokes for maybe 20 minutes. And then I was like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> and then years later, I found out that he had canceled plans with Jared Logan because he had to go on a date with Annie Letterman. <laughs> it was like never in a million years did I imagine that he thought he was asking me out on a date. Did you try anything on, on the, the so-called date? No, no, I didn't try anything. I'm <laughs> There's those people that you meet in comedy where you... You like you guys are like kind at heart. Like Dan, you let him get away with a lot of his like crazy shit because you're like at the core he's a kind person. He's like a misguided yeah. sweet person. Sean, you're obviously nice. Thomas, we'll see. But <laughs> I mean, you live in the Berkshires, which means you definitely have some like dead bodies in your basement or you're like shed. Who hides away in the Berkshires? A fucking murderer. She's like veiling time. <laughs> a fucking murderer. But uh. But then there's those people where you're like, you kind of think they're nice when you meet them, and then you learn that just in in their core, they're evil. No, yeah, there's a lot of comedians first, like they that. They seem really nice. Yeah, you're like, oh, they're so, and it is. It's the people. There's people that like a lot of the people that like sing on stage, the like dancey comedians. If you look in yeah. their eyes, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you have a heart of blood, blackened blood. <laughs> I can't wait to name names when this stops being recorded. <laughs> But I just have a list where I'm like, you would you would for sure school shoot and not out of like, not because anyone was mean to you, just because you want people to die. Oh my God. Speaking of school shooters, who I actually think he's very kind at heart, Mike Racine sent me a message. I promise not to shit on Mike Racine anymore on podcasts because I, sh I, I shit on him once and he got so pissed but off. But he's, Mike is kind at heart. He's just one of those people yeah, that accidentally kind of shoot up. Very funny too. Kindergarten. He wouldn't mean to. So he sent me a Mother's Day text that said, what did it say? I hope that poison twat of yours never produces a child. 
So sweet. Jesus and I hope your pasta sauce always makes you enough money to pay half for those abortions. <laughs> there was, uh, you did the meanest thing. It was like, it was when you and me were co-headlining the Irvine Improv. <laughs> and Annie posted a picture online. It was me, it was when me, Mike, Racine, and her lived together and it was us sitting on the couch. And then she, she had two of these people are headlining the Irvine Improv tonight, and the other guy is selling pasta sauce from his truck. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. <laughs> people are probably confused. They're like, well, this one looks like he's selling pasta sauce out of his truck. We had a crazy uh, living situation. It was fun. I really, I stand by our podcast, by the way. Everyone was like, it was terrible. I Train wrecks? Who thought it was, it was terrible? Marcus. The producer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he. But it wasn't. Come on. It wasn't. <laughs> Sean's about. This is the closest Sean's come to talking shit on someone. You can tell uh... it's like. You can tell it's at like his his tongue. He wants to, but he's like, I can't. I can't. I want to so bad, Instead, but I can't. He just like hugs his dog. Instead. Yeah, he wants to talk shit right now so bad. Sean lived. I moved into Sean's room. Sean had mm -hmm. lived in that apartment too. This this is like a really. Uh, Kingsland heavy. Yeah, this podcast is Kingsland here. heavy podcast. And Thomas yeah. probably jerked out outside the fucking window. <laughs> I, I was no. in that apartment for like five years before you you guys all started moving in and stuff. Until it was destroyed, it, it just got destroyed. grosser and grosser. It, it was such a, like that guy did not give a shit, and he was like the worst. That guy Jose was like the oh. worst landlord. He, except you know what I liked? He would knock on the door to get the rent. I like that because I forget to get my rent every month. Like such a fucking ADD piece of shit. Like I have the money and then I just like so. I love it, Sean. You were like, you're like I hope you guys treat the place well. You got like defensive about, and like when you and me lived together, we treated it like a fucking Chernobyl bunker. So I don't understand <laughs> why you gave a shit. No, because I just I don't know. At the time, I probably thought I'd be held accountable for some bullshit or something. I don't know. Jose, that guy was um, one time I got in a fight with him because. My room, I don't know if this there happened. There was cold water that leaked everywhere. No, hot, steaming water <laughs> spewed from the... First of all, I would wake up, and it was like I was in fucking Bikram yoga. Like, it was, like, so fucking hot. I'm yeah, sweating. Yeah. Except I shouldn't have said Bikram yoga because there was no, like, cleanliness or there was right, no, right. like, soul cleansing involved. But it was just, like, the fucking... <sighs> it was so hot that I'd be, like, literally think I was going to die. And then the radiator would spew... Like burning hot, like you would be burned. You would have a burn forever, like a scar on your arm forever <laughs> if it touched you. And it would flood. So then all my stuff, because I'm like a slob, so obviously all my right. shit's on the floor, is like destroyed. And I remember saying to him, I'm like, can you fix this? And he like wouldn't fix it, kept blowing me off, kept blowing yeah. me off. And then finally I was like, it's like, I feel like I'm living in hell. And he started screaming, he's like, do you think this is hell? Started screaming at me. <laughs> my beautiful apartment is hell. I'm like, do you think your apartment's beautiful? <laughs> well, you got Shorty we outside. Me, remember Shorty? We, uh, Dan, I, I remember. We, Dan, what? When me and you were there with Marielle, remember the next? There was a, a gas leak in the apartment next door <laughs> that she was working on, and it was all in the walls. And so I we called the gas company. They came and they said if you gave it a few more hours and somebody lit a match, it would blow up the entire building. <laughs> And then when I told him about it, he got mad that I didn't call him and I called the gas company. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he's, crazy. He was such a piece of shit, that guy. Piece of shit. He was Not a little a hot. <laughs> of course. You, like, find scum to be so attractive. I remember one time. That's really racist. We were. <laughs> I find Hispanics attractive. 
I find Hispanic. I remember. Well, this is a white guy that I was talking about. You and me were at a bar once, and you were like, "Oh my god, this guy is so hot." And this dude look walked by who like looked like he was from that documentary Lock Up. You know what I mean? Like he was. It was was like it it was. I think it was at the fucking um, the place you used to throw a show at. At Life Cafe? Or no, no at Red Star. At oh, Red Star. the fucking guy that worked there? Yeah. I wanted to bang him so bad. <laughs> and he was the most white trash. He was the bar back. Yeah, he was white he trash. Was, he was a bar back white trash with this, like, he just looked like if a Newport light became a person, you know? Not a light. A Newport. <laughs> just a Newport. It was a Newport. A Newport menthol light became <laughs> Yeah, it is true. I love. I think he smoked a Newport, so that was one of the draws. I was like, you smoke Newport? Just disgusting. Oh, my God, but you bang me to DMX like I'm losing my virginity? <laughs> did you lose your virginity to DMX? Yes, I did. I was on a waterbed. <laughs> it was, I, okay. What's DMX song? Um, it was the one, um, the one where in the beginning of one of them, it's like, he's on the phone. He's like, whose dick you sucking? Like, I ain't sucking nobody's dick. I don't know nobody in fucking Yonkers. He's like, bitch, you fucking him, click. And then it's like, what is <laughs> You were that? getting deflowered to that? Yeah, well, he also had all this, like, porn. He had, like, women, like, spreading their labia pictures on the wall. I remember being like, uh. Oh, God. He, so it was in the basement, his wooden panel basement. And he had he used to hang his Tommy Hilfiger shirts up like they were art, like he would hang them onto the yeah. wall, and uh, and we would smoke out of he made like a two liter bong out of a two liter, and we would smoke, and we would take pills. It wasn't the song. It was "How's It Going Down" is what it was called, which is one of his more romantic ones. That's where is the line where he's like, "Since you gave me the pussy, that ass is getting fatter." <laughs> Like, yeah, disrespect that pussy. Tell that bitch how fat she got. How you made her fat. You filled her up with jizz, you know? But he was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wet that's now. How, yeah, that's how, yeah. Now this is awkward. That's the first time I've been horny in front of Dan St. Germain. That's the, <laughs> that's, the sound of, that's the sound of Annie's queefs. <laughs> yeah, every time someone barks, I queef. <laughs> you piece of shit i mean this is like does this not explain my attraction to people but so this guy this guy he would wear would you fuck dmx if you were single i've never fucked a black guy so it might be dmx might be the one not yet not yet i've been talking about that on stage like i have to wait until my dad dies out of respect <laughs> but I'm from Philly, so it's like I have to bang a black guy at some point. It's like in our DNA. South Jersey's crazy because it's the only time where a guy can be racist, a white guy can be racist, but still talk like a black guy. Yeah. Oh, that's like, true. I don't want him dating my sister's son. <laughs> and you're like, what? Cuz. And you're like, your cousin? What are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, is Annie Letterman banging you right now? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. So I dated that this was, I was 14. I was a freshman year of high school. Yeah. This guy Brad, who went to my, we went to a juvenile delinquent school. You went to a juvenile delinquent yeah, school. Yeah, we did. We went to I didn't little, know this. Yeah, we went to a little juvie school. And but it was like an arts juvie school, so there was like glass blowing stuff. We were just blowing glass blowing bombs all the whole time. Everyone just made bombs all day long. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like, why were like this? There was a hole in the wall, and the glass blowing studio was like in a separate. First of all, there were eighteen kids in my grad or seventeen kids in my graduating yeah. class, most of which are dead or working at a Verizon store <laughs> or in prison. <laughs> And one guy's a cop. But <laughs> so we like, so it was really small school, but so there was two buildings and it looks like kind of like a barn or just like a big house. Yeah. And then, so the one building had the glass blowing studio in the basement and then it had the gym on top. 
And so we would get kicked out of the gym, out of the the basketball games, which were yeah. really short basketball games because there were four people on each team. But we would get kicked out, and then we would go downstairs into the glass blowing studio, and someone had taken a sledgehammer and hammered a human sized hole in the wall. Yeah. So you could climb into the wall, like between. <laughs> And you could watch through the grates. You could watch the basketball games. So we would eat acid and like watch the games <laughs> through the wall. Like, oh like there was a disciplinarian that just like there were like five kids unaccounted for. We were inside a fucking wall. <laughs> like they could have searched the whole place. You they would like watch basketball on acid. We would watch it. We would be crawling. Did you? On was acid. it fun? I mean, it was weird. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was weird being. You could tell it was on acid in the school because. They'd usually be sitting in front of those screensavers that were like the stars, you know, in the school, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like yeah. stars coming at you. And then people would always take acid on the, they would take us on trips. They took us on such like drug friendly trips. Like they'd take like us to like the aquarium. Well, that's yeah, the stupid kids. They bring them to like, like, do you want to see fish? <laughs> you want to see fish float around? You want to pet a shark? <laughs> do you guys like stingrays? <laughs> <laughs> How much acid did you do? Um, I did acid. Um, that one time in school, right? And then I did it a bunch of times at my I had my best friend in freshman year, right? Another person I hope dies. Um, <laughs> she was a dumb cunt, but she her parents were like pot parents, you know, so mm -hmm. they would like let us smoke weed, and they they sold antiques or they were auctioneers or something. So I had this beautiful house someone left them out of their estate, yeah. and they had all these like really beautiful antique cool things it was the coolest house. Another great place to be on acid in. And so we would go, we would go there and they would, if we were going to do drugs, they just wanted to know ahead of time whether to make dinner or not, honestly. Yeah. Like, we're going to do acid, don't make us dinner. And so we would like eat acid there, but I really only did it probably like seven times. Wait, so is that when you lost your virginity to the DMX song in one of those houses? Or no, you, it was at his house. Were you fucked up for that or no? Philly. I was high and drunk. Yeah. But um, it was Valentine's Day. He gave me four flowers. I went upstairs. I saw that his mom's bouquet was missing four flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally, I'm not getting duct taped to like a teddy bear that was missing an eye. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was like his dad had gotten his mom like flowers and a teddy bear from one of those guys on the street that like yeah, comes yeah. up to your car. <laughs> like the yeah. shittiest ones you can get. And then he just took out of that and gave it to me. But we... Uh, yeah, no, so when I lost my virginity to him, we had been dating for a while. I thought I was, like, in love with him. I was 14, yeah, he was yeah, 16. Yeah. He was, like, such a wig. Um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll show you pictures of him. I post, I like to post a picture of him every few years to remind people where I came from. <laughs> but he was, like, gold chains, you know. Just, he was just his pants. He wore, like, his jean pants, like, you know, to the back of his knee. And you still are attracted to that type I'm of guy. I'm so, because I, like, love, like, you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> he damaged me. He got me. So we were probably like, drinking 40s and stuff. And uh, <sighs> I remember, so we had sex on his waterbed. Mm -hmm. And his mom, we would bang on his bed. And he would just, like, his pants were already down so yeah. far that he would just pull, like, his dick out the front. <laughs> And he would bang me, but I would be, like, completely naked. And his mom, it was down in the oh, basement. Oh, so he would just take his dick out of his pants. Yeah, and I'm fully naked. Right? <laughs> so, and 14. Just so small. With nipple rings. So then his mom. Oh okay, God. so his mom you would nipple come, rings at 14? I did. I was trying you, to make my boobs cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was so insecure about my little titties. <laughs> yeah, me and my friend, my friend from. Wait, is this, are you playing again? I like can't even tell if he's playing it or it's just in my head. <laughs> I'm like, it's always there. He's always with me. 
<laughs> I'm just completely masturbating. I'm furiously masturbating. Yeah, she is just going at it on <laughs> Ew, this side. Don't say that. I don't want your fake commentary about me fake masturbating. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Ew, you probably do do play by plays while you're fucking girls. No, I'm fucking you. <laughs> I'm unconventionally handsome and I'm fucking you. <laughs> I'm spitting in your face on accident. There's that gap in my shitty teeth. And then there's always the cough. The death cough. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's great. God. I'm having a hard time breathing. God, it's just they're, they're like a yoga mat under you, the girls. They're just like a sweaty. Oh, I'm going to get some inhaler in me. Oh. Do you have fake asthma? No, I have real asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something you could catch Dan doing, just having fake asthma? <laughs> he needed a bit. He had to have an ailment. Sean, you know what I really regret? I regret not hanging out with you more. I regret not hanging out with you at Moon Tower more. It would have been a good hang. Was Moon Tower oh, fun, guys? Yeah, a little bit. It was Moon? a good. Yeah, it was, it was a fun festival. Moon Tower was so fun. I hear it's great. I had a great. I went great a couple time. years ago. It was great. Oh, look at he had to just add that he's been to it. <laughs> well, I was asked once. They didn't ask me back, but it's probably because I killed so hard. <laughs> I was so you, good. You flat-titted banshee. Two years off. I fuck, I'm glad your show got canceled. I mean, who isn't? Is there anyone in the wor world that wanted that show to keep going? When I found out that show wasn't coming back, I was in the DMV. And I was Which about is like to write, the most perfect place to find out your show's canceled. It's just like I was like, oh, I didn't know I would get like good news here. So oh I was, I was tweet, about to write a tweet about the Kardashians, and then I forgot because it's E, so you can't really talk shit on the Kardashians. And I forgot they hadn't said no to my show yet, so I was like, ugh, I can't tweet this. And I got a call right as I was like drafting it from my manager. He's like, they're not picking up the show. I was like, oh, thank God, I can send this tweet. Like that's how I felt. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> You can't shit on the Kardashians if you work for E? They don't say you can't, but you can't. But they say it. They don't say, like, but then they're like, oh, you can't do this. They don't, I had a time, they're like, you can say whatever you want. And then you're like, okay. And they're like, can you edit this out? I'm like, okay. Ugh. How well, long did the show last for? Well, it was a four-episode order, so it lasted four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool experience, though, to be able to, like, have that and have no consequences. Like, nobody knows it yeah. happened. I just, like, yeah. had my own show for a second. <laughs> yeah, it does, it's really no consequences. Yeah, there's no consequences. Yeah, at least you have four episodes you could have shown. I heard, I heard you were good on it. Yeah, it was it was not fun to do though. It wasn't. It just wasn't a fun environment. No. Well, when you get all those those producers, you get them involved in comedy stuff. They just don't know what they're yeah. doing. What wasn't, so many what wasn't fun about it? They just didn't like. They're not really like a comedy network. You yeah. Know? yeah. And but they. I went to a meeting with them. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But. I went into a meeting with them once, and I told them I wanted to host Fashion Police, and I was kidding, oh. and they took me seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> I walked in, I go, hey, can I host Fashion Police? And they go, well, Joan Joan and uh, Kelly already do that. I go, totally <laughs> kidding. I don't know why I'm even here. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing was that I hired Mike Lawrence, and I was able to bring Mike Lawrence into a, the same elevator as Maria Menounos. <laughs> <laughs> Ushering Mike into that building was so amazing. Like, it was such a feat. Like, was, I was Maria like, Menounos really in the same elevator as Mike yeah. Lawrence? God, she's so and hot. she's so beautiful. Like when she walks by, you like wind like catches. She's like you. really pretty in real life. There's wind through my mustache hair. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then, yeah. What was it like having those two in the same elevator together? Mike Lawrence. He's a comedian who's been on the show. Check out episode I think six or seven. Well, he's just so like Asperger's and autistic. I mean, it was just like it was just like a gross person next. Like he didn't notice she was there. <laughs> he doesn't notice beautiful things. <laughs> 
Mike doesn't notice. He's too busy thinking about the fucking female Ghostbusters. I mean, I'm so going to be so annoyed with his post after that. Because you know he's going to defend it. He's going to defend it forever. It's going to suck, right? Maybe. Who knows? Let's say it's going to suck. And then he's going to defend it because he has to take that fucking stance. Right. He has to. His, his Facebook posts have gotten progressively... Uh, infuriating over the years, where it's just like this. I'm. I will tell you how nerd stuff goes. I'm like, oh my god! I did at midnight with him, and watching him and Chris Hardwick talk, I was like, I am horrified. I mean, this is real. I'm like, but see, Mike, you don't have to be disgusting. Chris is like a normal guy. Like he can like be in public. And he's like nice looking, and he like laughs and smiles. Like you can be that. You don't have to be this. Just like I just don't. Like I was stealing cars. Like you guys were playing Grand Theft Auto. I was committing. It while you guys were doing this, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but Jesus. anyway, so that guy that took but my did, virginity he, went did, to prison. Well, I mean, for the job, he had a writing job, though. He like like didn't like like. No, he's just a. He was presentable, no, right? No, the job. he was not presentable. <laughs> No, I had to pull him outside and be like, you have to, like, take care of... Well, I'm not, I don't want to embarrass him, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, so. you haven't done that already. Well, I don't, only in the normal ways that we all know. No, but he... No, he... I mean, he was. He knew he was getting the job at Amy, right? At, right, at right. Schumer. So I was like, this is your starter job. Like, I'm going to train you to be in a writer's room. But it was fun. It was fun working with him, and it was just hilarious to see them have to be near him. <laughs> It was just great. It was just felt great. <laughs> felt really good. But I feel like he probably never even watched the E Network before. Um, Lawrence? Yeah, he must not even know what it was. I mean, I feel like weirdly he does know things though. He does. He he he's like a pop culture junkie. So he, the oh, guy yeah. likes Chopped and stuff. Yeah, he probably really was like a fan of Chelsea lately. Um, he I don't know if he doesn't like really like comedy that much. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, he doesn't like comedy. He doesn't like showers so. or comedy. It's like... <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> um, I think everybody was a, a fan of Chelsea. I mean, what are you trying to get? <laughs> what is Dan trying to get? What are you tindering right no, now? No, no, no! I just it just opened up on Tinder <laughs> on a brunette, a poor, poor brunette. <laughs> what was the? Is that is that Chelsea Handler Netflix show doing well? Uh, is it out yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently it's pretty good. I haven't seen it. No, there's two. There was one that was like a documentary series. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was like if you if you know Chelsea and you're invested in her at all, it's super interesting because it's like her being vulnerable and like yeah. digging deeper. Where she was she was like very that. sweet to me when I met her at a Josh Wolf show. I mean that lady hooked me the fuck up. So yeah, I can't say anything but nice things about. Her. I mean she really. You're not gonna no pull on what's her name like Heather uh, McDonald. That was weird. That was really weird. But I think that she was just okay. So she was on a podcast and she was. It was like Theo Vaughn's podcast. She said something right? about it being like that Chelsea was like scary to work for, which. In everyone's defense, anyone who's like a fucking mogul like that is going to be scary. To work for, yeah. It's scary yeah. to work for. It's anyone not, who has power. But you just, but it's like, you know, you just don't say that to anyone ever. You know, you try right. to keep it off. But I think that she was just, I think in Heather's defense, she was just like having a conversation, not, you know, you get a podcast, you don't realize what's going to happen. You don't know where right. the podcast is going to go. Dan just put his sunglasses on heads up. So if you guys are wondering if Dan's cool or not. <laughs> He's really cool. Um, but the new Chelsea show doesn't premiere till May 11th. 
but yeah, that's so that's her. She's having like another talk show. Yeah. But I don't know what it's. I have no clue what, what that's gonna be like. But the documentary series was cool. But Heather like so then that but that got leaked to TMZ. Her saying that so then it became like a huge thing, and then Chelsea was saying I saw Chelsea on Howard Stern saying that she had caught Heather like selling information about her to a magazine or something crazy <laughs> where you're just like oh crazy. my god there's a lot of drama that just got unearthed but who knows whatever how would you like i can't believe like you selling drama like how fucking even if you did hate who you're working for i couldn't with with how paranoid i am like right. i can't imagine going through the process of trying to sell something about that person it's hard when you when you look that at would people, be so crazy people who get careers under someone else's career like the right. umbrella of another comedian like yeah. this person's people like yeah. that's got to be hard because you need to all you have is that person so you're you know, right. you're in a weird mind fuck where you're like, would I even have a career without this person? Like, what can I get right. from this person? Which I'm not saying any of that's right on either of their ends, but I mean. I mean, she, she like, did more for stand up. I say this about. She did great things. She did. I mean, she did more for stand up comics. Like, it, for a while there, the only people that were drawing were fucking people that were on Chelsea. Yeah. And that was all her. Because there was a time where, like, nobody nobody was putting stand-ups on, right. you know? And the people that were putting them on were, it's like, these, it was like, what, you know, late show or tonight show acts. Yeah. Where it's like, they're vetted so fucking much right. that, like, sometimes they can't be themselves. Right. So, I mean. No, I mean, it was. Um, and they really haven't been able to do that format as well as her since then. I mean, she, well, she she's one of those things that was like, her. Um, like, set Tosh, up the news, all that shit. Her, Tosh. Girl code, like a couple shows that just got like they just hit something that hadn't been hit yet, uh -huh. and it was exactly what people needed. And now everyone's trying to recreate those, and it's like, yeah. not it can't. But I don't know if her show would have when she stopped when she she was the one that quit the show. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if the ratings would have stayed up or people would have gotten sick of it. I know that she probably well, would have fucking. I don't know. I mean, how I she know that been. like like for instance, when we came back with Best Week Ever, it was like so many hit shows that had already done that format that right. everyone was just kind of like, oh, okay. It's another popping head, sh talking head yeah. show, you know, especially like because guy code and girl code were so much bigger. Yeah, and know? they just hit with the animation and everything, like, and they just hit that like how ADD everyone is, right, right. And they right. just got this like where it's just like really short sound bites and animation and people just saying stupid shit, you know, just like whatever, blah blah blah. You know, yeah. it wasn't like nothing was too deep. I mean, they they have done some deep topics, which is always awkward. I'm always like, what did I just say to little girls? You're talking about child labor. Like, what did I just? I leave those things not having. It's like, did you see that? Are you um, you're still on the show? Yeah, there's. I think we're doing one more. I don't know. Season and then it's over. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but there's. I'm doing something with them. You're gonna so, be on Mom Code soon. I mean, they have. I think they do have one coming out that's like thir Dirty Thirty or something. Yeah, I tried out for that. You didn't get it. I tried. No, I didn't get it. Let's I didn't fucking really, burn didn't really that good job, shit though. down. Dirty 30s. But it's like, you know, but that's exciting because it is nice to be able to be your age. It is weird to have to be like, I'm a little kid. Aren't I little? Look how little I am. I know. At least it's better to be, yeah, yourself. It'd be fun to be your age. But um, with that said, I'm 14 years old, if anyone's asking. Just <laughs> lost my virginity on a waterbed. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about last week. It was so crazy. Yeah, you were listening to DMX for some reason. Yeah. Just Deadpool like, just came out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, do you, what is the most embarrassing sex you've ever had? Oh, um, <laughs> what's the most here? Let me try it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are my glory days, bro. <laughs> I, um, ooh, I banged a friend once. I always do this thing where 
I don't see someone for years, and then I'm like, yeah, come visit me, let's fuck, or whatever. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm sober now, and if the pheromones are off, it's going to be terrible. And then I said, right. like, oh, I'm not attracted to this person at all, but I've already, yeah. like, they traveled for me, so I'm going to have to fuck them anyway. <laughs> so I've had a lot of those where I, like, I banged my one friend, and obviously we're not friends anymore. People are like, sex ruins a friendship. I'm like, bad sex ruins a friendship. <laughs> I mean, I was too awkward to ever look at this guy again. Yeah. But he was, like... At one point, I thought he was—he uh, was just such a dork. I thought he was, uh, pull, like, I thought he was out, like leaning on my hair, and I was like, "You're leaning on my hair, dude." And he was like, "Oh no, I just remember you said like you like rough sex or whatever." And I was like, "You just delicately pluck? What are you trying to pluck a hair out?" <laughs> and it was like really weird. And I was also like, "Ew, don't like try to do something." I don't know. I've had tons of terribly embarrassing sex. Yeah. Horrible. It's always horrible. I think you were telling me, like, a story once about how you got, like, you were getting, like, fingered in a truck, and then you saw your friends walking oh, down the street. Oh, yeah. And then you just ran out. Oh, you, like, yeah, I'll plucked tell you. his fingers out you. and then ran up. Okay, him. so I was, it was when I first moved to L.A. I was talking about this Sober, guy. by the way. This is sober. I was talking about this guy, and he had, like, a white Ford, like, an old white Ford pickup truck. And he was, not, like, like, an 80s one, not, like. Yeah. And, um. And he was just fingering me in his car, and it was, like, all foggy and steamy. And yeah. we, like, I swear to God, we just, I I used my fist, and I just made, like, a little, like, a little hole so I could see through the yeah. fog. And he looked out, and he's like, oh, my God, I just made direct eye contact with that guy and his wife. <laughs> and I looked out, and it was my friend, her husband, and their dog, walking their dog. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, those are my friends. So I, like, remove <laughs> his fingers from me, button my pants, run out. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm getting fingered in this truck. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I had just moved to L.A., and they had moved to L.A. Like so I hadn't seen them yeah, in, like, yeah. six months. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And she was mad at me for some reason. I don't know why she was mad, but she went, oh, cool. And she gave me, like, sassy, like, head jerk. And I was like, uh, this is not how I thought this was going to go. And I was like, no, but I mean, you seem mad at me, but like I was just getting fingered randomly on a street in a truck and you walked your dog by. I didn't know you lived here. Like, this is you crazy. just trying to explain the thing that really annoyed her. And she's still mad. Like she's getting madder. And then he's just really high looking at me. He's just like, I'm really high. This is awkward. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll go back to my slut truck. <laughs> And I went back in, and he's like, "How what, was it funny? And I was like, that, no, it was like really. Did you guys hook up again or anything like that? I just kept it buttoned up. And then I sent her a text. I was like, you look pretty. Sorry. Sorry I got fingered near you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we're cool now. <laughs> she was mad at me, I guess, for not telling her I moved there. Right? What? That was Chelsea Handler, right? And it was Chelsea Handler and her it husband and dog. <laughs> no, she was the one fingering me. It was Chelsea fingering me in the truck. <laughs> I wish. I'd let Chelsea fing. Um, that's you've had so much awkward sex. It's always awkward. Well, because I'm sober, and then but I also act out. I'm impulsive, so I do crazy things, and then I'm like in the middle of it, like, oh, this isn't exactly where I want to be. Why am I doing this? We had and we had such fights in our house. You, you and me screamed over your dog at one point. Oh yeah, when you made me give my dog back. <laughs> We both they had an intervention. <laughs> yeah, well, none of us, you weren't taking care of it. You like, weren't taking care of that dog. I remember that. <laughs> you watched so, my dog, didn't you? I did watch your dog. He was a great, he's a great dog. She, was that Buzz? Was a girl. Wasn't it Buzz or something? Punky was a girl. You agree she wasn't ta he was taking care of that dog, Sean? Uh, as far as I can tell, yeah. <laughs> I walked her a couple times a day. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Racine, Racine kept trying to sell it. Racine was like, we should get rid of this dog. Okay. <laughs> so here's the story. <laughs> 
So Dan wanted to get a dog. I thought about no, it. No, Dan was like, I think I'm going to get a dog. And I was like, okay, we do not have the lifestyles to take care of a dog. <laughs> you really honestly You're making be... yourself into a hero. No, this the... is exactly. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell the complete okay. honest truth as I recall it. <laughs> so, okay, like, so and no, like, but this cut is to ten why minutes got... later when Annie's like, so I'm feeding the homeless, <laughs> and Dan's hitting me in the head I with the handle of a butcher knife, banging the homeless. <laughs> okay, giving them what they really need to jizz. Anyway, they don't. They're always jerking off. Anyway, so Dan is like, I want to get a dog, and I was like, I can't. I was like, we can't. We're not people that can have a dog. I had given my dog to my parents. I had had a dog previously when I was a blackout drunk living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Then I moved to New York to do comedy, sobered up, realized that what I am not that responsible. Dog? That's Punky. That I'm not responsible uh-huh. to have a dog. That it was just liquid courage, my whole dog ownership. So I give my dog to my parents, and now my dog is my parents' dog. And in my head, I was always like, maybe I'll get her back one day. But so when Dan, but I just didn't. You when you're doing stand-up and you have a day job and everything and you don't have you don't have a there's no time you don't have a domestic partner it's like there's no one to take care of the dog there's you can't do it and we don't make enough money to have like dog sitters or whatever right, so anyway right. so dan's like i'm gonna get a dog i'm like that's the worst idea i've ever heard <laughs> and you're like no, no no i'll be good at it i'm like trust me i'll get my dog for my parents for a week you take care of my but dog it was supposed to be for week. a week yes it thing. was supposed to be for a week okay. no i'm gonna be completely honest okay with this so for one week, we'll get my dog. You can take care of her. You'll see. So that lasted about one day. Dan was like, all right, I can't have a dog. And then I was like, Punky's back. Punky. I love Punky. She was so cute. Yeah. I mean, she's fucking cute as She dog. was a nice dog. She Racine hated dog. her, but. I mean, who cares? Look at Racine. Look at Racine's life. <laughs> I remember she was probably jealous. When I was dating Matt, this is a side note. Mike Racine was the other very funny comic. He lived with us at the time. He really is hilarious. Uh, check out. He's he's on one of the My Dumb Friends episodes. Um, but uh, he, uh, he like, I went with my, I remember when I was thinking about buying a dog, I went with my ex-girlfriend and him <laughs> to a dog shelter. And my ex-girlfriend got so pissed at Mike. Because he was jerking off on the dog? <laughs> He kept jizzing on no, top of No, because the dogs that he wanted, the dog that he wanted that he liked was the shittiest dog. <laughs> it was in the corner growling at us and barking. It was like it was like fucking Cujo. And he's like, I like that one. That's the good one. Oh, my God. That's how he thinks he is. He thinks he's misunderstood like that dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, you guys just, you're just trash. <laughs> is, is Punky still around? Yeah, Punky still lives with my parents. She's still adorable. I try it's to go a, visit her as much as possible. Shih Tzu, right? Wasn't Punky a Shih Tzu? She's a Lhasa Apso, but she looks Lhasa like a Shih Tzu. Such a cute dog. But so I was just so, like, overjoyed because I, I had yeah. this dog for four years by myself when I was drinking. Just, I mean, she just, I trained her to shit and pee in the tub. That was great. <laughs> Thank you, Jaeger, sponsored by Jaeger. <laughs> and so she was not, she's not a good, she's not trained well. Um, so she, you know, she wasn't, she barks and she pees in the house yeah. and all that stuff. But I was so happy to have her back. And I was just had true joy again. I was like, oh, this is what true joy. I was yeah. bringing her to open mics with me. I was bringing her on stage with me, which people I remember that. hated. Yeah. People hated it. Nobody, I mean, you don't want to see anyone happy ever. <laughs> At an open mic, and you certainly don't want to see a puppy. <laughs> What's worse, bringing, bringing uh, your dog to an open mic or your kid and putting him up? Oh, it's <laughs> similar. I think the kid, because the kid, you're like, the kid is actually getting damaged by this. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I don't want to tell my dick jokes in front of this kid. Punky can handle a nice uh, <laughs> fucking boner and your shorts joke or whatever open micers talk so about. So how long did you end up having Punky at the Brooklyn apartment? Was it like two weeks, three weeks? 
It was like a month. A month? Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just, and I, okay, I know eventually I got to give this dog back, but I'm just dragging my feet because I'm like, I just love her. And if there's a way to work it out, I want to work it out because I love her so much and she makes me so happy. And so then Dan and my- No one was good at the taking care of this dog. Yeah. And they would like help me here and there, but you know, they shouldn't have to. And they're yeah, mad at me. It's basically like dropping a dog off with a bunch of gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were all shitty dog owners. I feel like gorillas would take way better care of her. They probably actually. would. You're right. They'd, it would become their mom gorilla. <laughs> you would be so much more sympathetic to the dog than like me or Mike. Of <laughs> course. Like, She's a person. To I remember day, she said that. To this day, I will always take love that dog more than I will love you or Mike. <laughs> Forever, forever. Uh, forever but I'm ever. sorry I yelled at you on the phone about it. I don't remember that, but I do remember them setting me down and having an intervention and telling me I had to give the dog back. <laughs> <laughs> On the very same couch we gave Dan so many interventions. <laughs> when Dan threw us a pizza pasta party so they wouldn't take him to AA after he relapsed. He had an epic relapse okay. where he... He got wasted, and then did you invite us all over, or did we just call people over? No, Brian Baldinger came over. Brian Baldinger well, came over. Well, I blacked out, and I woke up, and Racine was standing over me with the black puppet. <laughs> and he starts doing that, and I had diarrhea, vomited, and pissed myself at the same time. Were you in the tub? No, I was in front of the toilet. I missed everything. Oh. Oh I was God. running and shitting and crying at the same time. <laughs> but then I woke up the next day, and you were actually really nice. You were crying, and I was just like, Fuck. I did not cry. You, cr you got you got a little upset. I was upset. You got, and I just like, fuck you. <laughs> well, it's really hard. It's hard, one, when you, because I'm sober, so when you see someone relapse, you're mm -hmm. like, fuck, I have to, like, I'm responsible for this person. <laughs> you not. are. Like, it's not like, I'm not like, well, he'll figure it out. I'm like. <laughs> Fuck, like, we're the same people. We have, we're, like, in the same tribe. So, yeah. so, and then Brian came over, <laughs> and I remember you were, like, lying, and your, your little dick was hanging out of your boxers. <laughs> I mean, you it's and Mike's dicks. Little. I mean, you and Mike's dicks at all times. I've seen them so many times. Remember when Mike? Okay, yeah, one time, this is a good receipt. It's not bad. It's not bad, my dick. Good, this is a good receipt yeah. dick story. So we lived together for maybe, like, 0. .2 hours. It's like 30 yeah. minutes in, I go into the living room. Mike is like dirty talking some poor girl, <laughs> some poor chubby girl. And um, and he's wearing mesh shorts and he sees me, looks at me with his shifty eyes, looks at the phone and then looks down at his boner. Like I wouldn't have seen his boner in his shorts. Like I wasn't going to look for his dick. But he like shifty eyed looked at it and I had to look down. And I was like, oh God, come on, Mike. And so then I go back in my room and then he comes and knocks on the door and from like the hallway, he's like, Annie, Annie, I'm sorry about my dick, but was it big? Is it big? This is the most unsafe house. It's disgusting. Well, you know, I used to have that joke about how he asked me like within. I think I said that to someone drunk too. Like one of my friends, it was like a male friend, Brent Sullivan. I'm like, I know you saw, but was it big? And uh, he's like, I'm leaving right now. That's the saddest moment <laughs> to have to tell someone they have a tiny dick. <laughs> It's fine, guys. It's fine, ladies. <laughs> Check it I out. I don't remember. I'm this sure fall it's fine. On G4. On uh, True TV. Thank you for coming, sir. I just saw our next guest. Hi. Already. Brandon Johnson, Annie Letterman. Hello. I mean, we all film this weekly. Uh, Annie, we got to go. Okay, this was fun. Oh, but I want to tell you the guy I lost my virginity to was, is in prison. Or someone what? told me he died heroin and stealing and stuff. Oh, awesome. And I heard one guy, this other guy that died from my high school. That's right. <laughs> this other guy from my high school who died from, he was motorcycle racing. 
he peeled out, he fell off the motorcycle, and then yeah. he stood up, having survived, and then got hit by a car. That's how he died. Oh, my God. Did you fuck him, too? No, but I, I hooked up with him had? once. I made out with him and then, like, didn't go any further with him, and then he told everyone that I refused to suck his dick. He was, like, one of those guys where I'm like, yeah. I'm so easy for you to have done that. <laughs> like, you just had to hang out with me one more time and not tell the whole school that I didn't suck your dick. <laughs> but so he sucked, and that's why he's dead. And then, um, <laughs> so then Brad was... I guess they were doing like a drug deal together before yeah. before this other guy died, and uh, some the other guy went to jail because he shot a gun into Brad's basement, yeah, into his room. And I remember going like, "Oh my god!" And they're like, "No, no, no, Brad's okay." And I was like, "No, did he get the bed? Did he get the water bed? Did he pop the water bed? <laughs> Why is anyone asking any other questions?" But then, so Brad's in prison. But I ran into some other guy who said he died, but I don't think he died. I feel like my hymen would feel it. My my pussy would feel it. <laughs> But well, Annie, you're still a fucking pig. I uh, after all these years. Dan, don't say that. Oh, I know Dan. Fine. My she's necklace fine. says pig. I own it. Oh, that's uh, right. You have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annie, can you please? Uh, this will be out in a couple weeks. So, uh, you got anything end of May coming up? End of May. I'm going to be in New York. I'll probably Sweet. be doing so some do, shows. Watch, go to your website. Yeah, just go. I'll probably be at the stand. Just go to the stand. <laughs> I don't know. Go to Twitter and go to Twitter. Instagram. I'm so bad at keeping up my website. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Snapchat, Instagram, and uh, Tom will Tom will tell us what we're doing at the end of this. We got to run. Um, thank you. Thank Tom, you, Tom. Thank you for chiming in. You were so hilarious. Today. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Annie, for doing this. Thanks for All having right. me. Hi, Tom. I missed you. Missed you too. <laughs> right, bye. Hold on. Hold on. Let's end on this. <laughs> I'm sliding off my chair. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where your hosts are performing live this week. Sean Donnelly is out in Los Angeles and... He seems to be doing spots all over town to keep up with his appearances. Follow him on Twitter at Shawnee Time. That's Sean, S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E. Dan St. Germain is also out in L.A., and he has some shows posted on his website, danstgermain.net, in his schedule section. He's going to be at UCBLA uh, Sunset Theater, on Thursday the 26th, he'll be at Westside Comedy Theater on Sunday, May 29th, and beyond. So go to danstgermain.net to check out his schedule. Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me. Hey, I'm doing a show at Proctor's Theater in Schenectady on Saturday, May 28th, if you happen to be in the Albany Capital District. Head out there. Our headliner is Jared Freed. It's going to be a great show at Proctor's in Schenectady. Uh, We are looking for sponsors. So if you have a company, a product, a service that you would like to see advertised or hear advertised on our podcast, please send us a note. Send it to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we love getting emails and uh, messages so send those to my dumb friends podcast at Gmail and we are on Twitter at Dumb Friends Cast. Thank you. We'll be back next week.
for other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. So lift me up. Lift me up. Lift me up.